Blog Talk Radio.
It's very nice. It's very, it's bright. It's nice. I feel good when it's like this. I haven't felt good in in days. It's been so miserable, but it's beautiful today, and we have beautiful guests. What else is going on with the show today? Well, no. Before I have to get this out of the way. I love the way the mind works, and we're all creative people, and we're so nice when you kind of tune into it. And I woke up this morning, and this song dominated my first thoughts. You got a second? Let's just go right to it. You'll, it'll just yeah. self-explain. Hey, this guy's good. <laughs> I'm a rambling guy. Well, I'm rambling, rambling round. I'm a rambling guy. To the Muppet Show, oh yeah, meet all the Muppets, oh yes, 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 oh no. Everybody whistle. All right, in Chinese now. Mungayo, Mungayo, Well, I'm ramming, 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 Chopping out down trees. Oh. oh. He's a he-man. No, he's a he-man. He's got the new <laughs> shirt on today, right? He's got a bigger chest. He's a chopper of wood. I know this type. Yes, yes. He's <laughs> a home with boo-boos under fingers. He would have loved to have joined us, but he's he's otherwise occupied. But ah. I couldn't wait to get on the show with my friend Judy and my friend Catherine and my two new friends, Tom and Enzo. Oh, ah, so great. Yeah, 
I'm so glad to hear from you. Katerina and Patricia both say, yeah, I love these two women. They're wonderful. I wish they could be closer. We could kind of hang out together, you know? Yeah, someday we will. I hope so. Over a big plate of spaghetti, or maybe oh, today. In the back of tacos. the opera house. Sure, I, make, I got oh. my mother locked up in the in the cellar. She makes the sauce all day long. <laughs> well, to to celebrate uh, Tres de Mayo. De Ma- de, what was it? Tres de Mayo? Tres de Mayo. Tres de Mayo. I'm having a big plate of taco lo mein. Oh. Ooh. I like that. That yeah, sounds it's a, really multicultural and delicious. It is, it is a taco shell stuffed with noodles, lo mein, and chicken, and shrimp, and yummy. It to me. Yummy. Yeah. You know, listen, Judy, Judy, I mean, uh, Patricia, we're going to go right to the Cinco de Mayo, set this off right, and you know this song. Here we go.
that before? Uh, probably not. Probably that is so really fun. Not. The horn parts are great. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Sounds like the mariachi band in the back with the two trumpets. It sounds like a mariachi. Oh, that's that's a real trumpet player, not a, a synth or or what do they call it, a sample? Yeah. You can totally tell. It's just great. That's no, great. thanks. Thanks. Hey, hey, uh, Tom and Enzo. Tom and Enzo, do you know what today is besides Trace de Mayo? <laughs> what else? I, I have trouble oh, with what, Spanish. You know. Let me guess. It's it's Seeger's birthday. How did you know that? He would have been 95 today. Good for you. Ding, you win a prize. Wow. You do. (laughs) Well, listen, poor Judy, I gave her the wrong number. Thanks. She was persistent. She called in. So I'm going to just refresh the the introduction just a little bit. Karen Carpenter, loved Karen Carpenter, started to sing, has her own radio show from the Granite State of of New Hampshire. You're right, Tom. Tom, uh, Enzo, I did say Maine, which is the Pine State. No longer uh, do. Judy Pancoast. Judy, you're there. You know, it's easy to be confused because the radio show airs on a radio station in Maine, but I do it from my house in New Hampshire. Ah. Isn't that great? It's the magic of modern technology. Yes, yeah, so when I do yeah. it, I have, to, I have to make it sound like I'm in Maine. Even though I'm not, I'm in New Hampshire. <laughs> there's, not, there's not that big of a difference, and I, I'm from Maine originally, so it's easy for me to do, but, the, but that's, the, that's how that works. So I understand why you got confused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and now, do and now I'm on the radio. Now I'm on the radio in Maine. Well, where am I? Actually, where are we on the radio? We're everywhere, right? Everywhere. We're radio around right now, the world. Everywhere. We're yeah, also everywhere. in the universe, aren't we? We in the universe? Yes. We're yes. in Beantown. on Mars. Beantown. Yeah, Beantown. Beantown, baby, Beantown. I'm just up the road from there. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, new? Well, Judy, first of all, we'd love to hear a little down east accent. Can you do one for us? Hey, uh, we parked the car in the parking lot. We go to a doctor. <laughs> no, it's not. Really, it's my a daughter's, car. My, my, not, my daughter's name is Emmer. Emmer and Louisa <laughs> are my two daughters. <laughs> uh... You like that? When my daughter I love was born, all these accents. The first, this is great. Oh yeah, when, when my daughter Emma was born, the first thing the nurse was said was, we have to take Emma and get her cleaned up now. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, what have I done? Give her a dip in the ocean, you know. What's that? Oh, Give her a dip in the oh, ocean man. to clean her up a little bit. Wait, there. now, you know what? I don't know who all I'm talking to here. I, who is this lovely lady I'm speaking with? Oh, yeah. Well, introduce yourself. Yeah, introduce yourself. I think, Tom. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to. She knows them. I don't Catherine know who you are. Dine. I just follow along a number. I get you people. I have no, no idea who you are. <laughs> Catherine <laughs> Dine. Yeah. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi. How are you? Wait, welcome this is Patricia Shee. And Catherine Dine. Yes. Well, yeah, welcome yes. to Dean Town. Wait, you're Isn't this so cool that we can meet this way? This is Absolutely. wait, 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 wait. I'm really confused. Who are you? <laughs> I'm I'm Catherine Dines. No, no. Uh, she's oh, no, Catherine. I'm Patricia what? She. No, no, I'm Patricia She and, and oh you're God. Tom. Wait, no no wait. wait. Uh, wait. Are you Patricia on the phone she. at the same time? Wait, wait, I thought that sounded like you. This is Patricia, my buddy Patricia. Who no, my this video. is Patricia. 
this oh, is you guys are confusing me so much. And Catherine Dines from And this from is Colorado. Catherine. Really, truly, it's Catherine. I'm so confused. I feel like going to hunk a bunch of land. <laughs> <laughs> I had no oh. wait. This, so this, I didn't realize that we were all going to be on at the same time. It's a girls' Isn't party. So you go cool? away, Tom. We're going to have a sleepover, Tom. We're going to paint our nails and talk about our favorite teen idols. Well, I, I want to paint Enzo's nails. <laughs> Actually, he probably has so much tomato sauce on his hands, he probably doesn't need any paint. That's true. You know, Angel, fingers are already painted, you know? Ah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I feel like I came into a party in the middle. <laughs> what was that great song that was just playing, though? What was that song that was just playing? It was really great. Well, that's Isn't it sure. great? Stella. Uh, it's called In the Same Band, and it's on my Making Fun CD. Uh, and I wanted to get a mariachi feeling, and uh, Thomas played this because it is Trace DeMaio. Today. That's right. <laughs> and tomorrow it may the fourth be with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a hot what can I say? today, and- Listen, no, you know, I, that sounded oh, great. I thought it was straight from Mexico. I had no idea it was you. That was uh, great. I loved it. Very, yeah, very know, good. The horn is just fabulous. Thanks. thanks. But we're here, to, we're here to talk about Judy and her marvelous yes, Judy. music. Judy, well, wait, Judy. Do you, ladies, do you ladies co-host this show all the time? No. no but once about... you do it, once you can't stop. You <laughs> just love it so much. Yeah, it's like eating beans, you know. It's well, like eating beans. I, I, knew, I knew that each of you had been a guest on the show before, but he didn't tell me that you were going to be on today. This is so exciting. You don't, you don't read like your Facebook. <laughs> What's that? You don't read your Facebook. Uh, no, I just post. I don't bother to read what anybody else says. <laughs> no. Why, did you tell me you were going to be on the show? I did, I did. Oh, I thought that I thought you said you had already been on the show. I didn't know you were going to be on the show with me. Well, I didn't know that. When I, I heard when I heard that Thomas and Enzo were inviting you on Beantown Pals, along with my buddy Catherine Dines, I said I have got to be there because first of all, Beantown is the happiest place on earth. Uh, you know, forget yes. that other place. They're just posers, right? That other place that claims posers, to be total posers. They claim to yes. be the happiest place. But this, this right here, Beantown, is the happiest place. But oh, you know, thank you, Patricia. Yeah, yeah. And Judy, oh my God, you are so lucky to have her as a guest because uh, <sighs> Catherine and I have known Judy for Stop. for like <laughs> centuries now. Centuries. Right? Oh, thank you. Centuries. I know. I knew that there was a reason that wrinkle cream wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Judy, you got to I, I got to interject here. Both Patricia and Catherine said to me for weeks, "Well, what do you want me to do on the show? I don't understand. I don't understand what I can contribute." Now, I haven't said anything in five minutes. <laughs> we don't need you. Go away. We want to talk about this. Is, <laughs> this is the easy with. With Patricia and Catherine, and I hope that you can st- join us as well in the future. This is the easiest job in the world. I get to sit here. Are you and kidding? Laugh. I had no much fun. I had no idea it was going to be this much fun. You kept this from me oh, all yeah. this time. Now let me tell you a little oh, bit yeah. of history about me and Catherine Dines. We have a history she doesn't even know about. She doesn't <laughs> even know about it. Uh-oh. Okay. I don't. 
No. I was performing in Colorado at the, what is it called, Broomfield? Broomfield? Is that the name of the oh, town? Oh, yes. Broom something. And Broomfield, Mamie Dowd Library, Mamie Dowd Eisenhower. Yes, that's the one. And there's a big poster on the wall of this woman sitting on the floor with a guitar. And I thought, who is this skinny woman with this guitar? She's so skinny. <laughs> and they told me that's Catherine Dines. She's hot stuff around here. I said, oh, well, she is, huh? <laughs> I'm going to have to meet this woman. And then a couple of years later, I actually did meet her, and we've become fast friends. And she's still skinny. And that's still skinny. That that diet I've been on for centuries sure hasn't worked. You know the poster I'm talking about where you're sitting on the floor with your legs crossed and you've got your guitar? You look so great. Yeah, that's 20 years old, honey. Oh, boy. Well, uh, you know, you still look great. uh, Oh, you you look great. Everyone looks great. Have you guys told Tom and the Beantown Pals about the Children's Music Network? Many times. How this whole thing started. That's yes. right. The Music Network, it's an organization we all belong to, and that's how all of us who, who live in different parts of the country know each other. And it's great. It's a wonderful thing. And we're all having a, a gathering again uh, in Leesburg, Virginia, in September. And, you know, we, we love anybody who loves children's music, children's music should come, so you should come, Tom. Tom is yeah, we've been trying. I think you should come and do a blog at that at that conference. Yeah. Yes. Thomas yes. is a new member. Cool. Judy Thomas yes. just joined. Thomas yes. what? Thomas joined. Yes. Tom yes, he joined. joined. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. <laughs> 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 I'm so Stacy. That's how I first found out about your show. It's on the Tilted Music Network. Oh my God. Judy, you gotta get out more often, you know? <laughs> What? You got to get out more I, often. I know. I bet children listening to this program right now. We hope so. Okay, kids. Kids, let me explain something to you. Okay, Miss Judy has a boo boo, and Miss Judy's boo boo has been keeping her from sleeping, and Miss Judy hasn't slept the night through in nine months, which oh. is why Miss Judy can't remember anything anymore. So oh. that's my that's my all all fail. I have to have an operation. Oh, you have okay. to for sure? I have to for sure. Oh. On May 12th, I'm having an operation. Oh, it's your, uh, your two shoulders or your arm? Tweezers. They're going to stick those tweezers in me and see what they can pull out. This, is, oh. this, boo-boo, this boo-boo wouldn't happen to be a baby, a bun in the oven, would it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. I would never call a baby a boo-boo. A boo-boo? <laughs> No, I wish it were a baby. No, I have a boo-boo on my shoulder, and it's causing my whole arm to hurt, and I can't play the piano anymore without it hurting. Oh, so it's really scary, but the doctor told me he's going to fix me right up, and I'll be good as new and ready to go out and play the piano for kids this summer. So I bet, so Thomas, has, I, I bet Thomas has some uh, songs of yours queued up so people could yes, hear. Yes, I do. And How are you? What are you going to play? I'm go- well, well I, I'm going to let you decide. I have Potty Dance, One Big Eye, and Stinky Feet. <laughs> you tell me. Oh, they uh, all sound awesome. <laughs> Let's play Stinky Feet. We're going to dedicate it to you, Tom, since you're the only boy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's... What do you mean? <laughs> okay, here we go with Stinky Pancoast and, and Stinky Feet. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
Okay, this is. I'm hey. You just told me that I should Stuff. I love your stuff. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. And Patricia, she has unknown talent. Well, oh I know God. what they are. But she is a b- brilliant video producer. Produced a video of one of my songs called, it's called The Great Toboggan Disaster 1960. No, The Disastrous, I don't even know the name of my own song. The Disastrous Toboggan Disaster 1967. It's an epic song that's a true story about the day my brother and I got a toboggan for Christmas and what happened. And Patricia produced a fabulous animated video to go with it. And you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on my website. She's amazing. And well, she does a beautiful job. Right. Well, thank yes, you. Know, she I does. This is and just she, you know judgment. what else she does, Judy, that we've always forget, that I always forget to mention, but it's really huge. She put out these unbelievable books. This called Gigs from Hell. Excuse oh, me, right. Chris. Yes. Excuse me. And it's just great for musicians, all the kind of bad things that happen to them. And they're so hilarious to read through and so un- so true to our profession. Oh, well, thank you, gals. This is a regular love fest, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you know, somebody's hey, Enzo, what do we have to do? The ground here. I know somebody, you if you have to mute, I think we have two new callers. From Dorchester, Mass. I think they may have to mute their phones till uh, till they speak, or either that or shut the uh, whatever else is making that. That's great. What's good now? Now, uh, we have, Enzo, we have what, we forget, supposed, uh, Enzo, wait a minute, Enzo. You're supposed to remind me what to do at this point. I have to get an edit word in edgewise. So today, I think we got 14 people on the show, and some of them are playing the music in the background. And that last song, I inspired that last song about the stinky feet. <laughs> oh. That See, uh, reference Enzo. to pickle juice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah but Enzo, I, I don't think you have stinky feet. It might come from somewhere else. <laughs> you're you're an adult. From my stinky shoes, and not from my stinky feet. Or, or well, you know, we had a we, we had an interesting debate about um, how we dealt with bodily functions, and, and the FCC called me this week and said you're you're allowed five per show, five references <laughs> per show. So, ah. <laughs> number two. Do they not realize this is a children's program? Do they not realize this is a children's program? Nothing makes a kid laugh more than jokes about bodily functions. Thank you, no Judy. Kidding. That's what I said. Thank you, Judy. Well, listen. Uh, anybody who hangs around kids knows that, right, ladies? Absolutely. Exactly. We're going to let it. The Bean Town. We're going to announce the call-in number, So, we, and this is a special treat today. you got ladies, I don't know, this is what we've been waiting for a long time, but the call-in number is 347-996-3903. And I also, before we bring in a professional kid, we want to uh, give, let's get the, all the uh, websites in. in uh, Judy, start with yours. Uh, it's JudyPancoast.com, and the way you spell my name is Judy with a Y, and Pancoast is actually a compound word. It's Pan, like Peter Pan, and Coast, like Boston Harbor. So Pancoast, coast to coast, JudyPancoast.com. And I'm on Facebook, too. Judy Pancoast Music is my, is my Facebook page. And can I just nice. say something about Judy, too? She oh, no. has this most amazing video. And, Judy, you, I hope you get a chance to tell everybody because it's so special. This incredible video that she's done and song that she's done about Christmas and this incredible house on <gasps> Christmas Street. 
Oh, yes. It's, in, it's amazing, don't you think, Patricia? Oh, not only is the video amazing, but what Judy does, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll get a chance to talk about your Christmas tours and the song House on Christmas Street. It is phenomenal. It is. Well, it's funny. I didn't even send Tom that song <laughs> because I figured it wasn't Christmas time. But, yeah, I mean, is now the time. I thought the ladies were supposed to see their website. And then we oh, can well, talk we'll about the House on Christmas Street. Okay. Tom, do you want me to tell you about that now? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Or is someone waiting to talk on the phone? Well, okay, let's go to our professional kid. This is... Uh, okay. Uh, this is this guy. <laughs> it's hard to call a him a kid, right, Enzo? Yeah, this he's is this he's really, but he's like a fifty-year-old, ten-year-old boy. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he is the son of my great friend and co-beaner, uh, Paul Elwell, and he uh, he we have to call him a professional kid because he's he's a pro. He, this kid doesn't mess around. He's not an amateur by any means. Cameron Elwell. Cameron, are you are you there? I am Batman. Yes, I'm here. What the heck was the pickle juice thing? <laughs> Wait, are you, you your pickle juice feet? What? Do you have do you have pickle juice feet? When I'm on ice pizza I do. But no. Oh, you know what, Tom? Hold on. I'm on the other line, but I'll mute my phone. I apologize. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right, That's Cameron, go ahead. Try it again. So what was what the is happening? Pickle so juice. <laughs> pickle juice. Wait, say that again, Cameron. What was the thing with the pickle juice? What's the thing with the pickle juice? Yeah. Well, you smell I you just came in, juice? and all of a sudden I was hearing someone saying, the first black pickle juice, something, something, something. <laughs> and it, it was really awkward. <laughs> That's what I sound like to a kid. Thanks a lot, Cameron. Thanks no! A lot. Yeah, I don't have a very good phone. I don't have a very good Cameron, phone. Cameron, have you ever been around a little baby or an old man? Uh, <laughs> I've been around an old man, yeah. Okay, so if you take an old man's shoes and socks off, and smell his feet, they smell like pickle juice. Why would you do that? <laughs> Amazingly enough, the same thing happens with a little baby. When a little baby's been wearing those little baby booties all day, and you take off their baby booties, their feet smell like pickle juice, too. It's an amazing thing. Take off their baby booties? Cameron, <laughs> I bet after a day of playing baseball or running around outside, if you take your shoes off, I bet they smell like pickle juice. Now, when I take my shoes and socks off, my feet are pitch black because I always wear black socks. And whenever I sweat, the fluff on the black socks comes off and my feet are pitch black. Great! Oh, so you're telling me your feet really are black cool. and they smell like pickle juice? That's just No, they don't smell like pickle juice. Mine smell like right roses and daisies. Roses and daisies? Oh, yeah. I knew about the roses. I didn't know about the daisies. That adds an interesting touch to the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, Cameron, I'm, you kill me. Cameron, how old are you? Ten. You're ten years old. You totally kill me, kid. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, Studebaker. My mom, uh, my mom said, my mom met the dude, and he said, oh hey, my son, my son will borrow love to see the Studebaker. It's um a car from the fifties, and um, 
And so he said, oh, yeah, great, could he come down and help me with the wiring? And she went, he's 10. I can only understand about every other word he's saying. Did he say something about a Studebaker? Yes, I was saying yeah. things about Studebakers. A Studebaker? You own a Studebaker? Those no, so like that's the my mom owns a Studebaker. And he, he said, great, could you come down and help me with the wiring? And is it, is uh, my mom said, head. Is it a genuine antique Studebaker? Yes. Is it certified as an antique car? I think so. And she's a 1951 and 52 Studebaker. Let me tell you a story. What? Now, I don't recommend you ever do this. But see, when I grew up, when I was little, when I was your age, age, it was the 1960s. Can you even imagine that? It seems like a twilight zone, doesn't it? And my my parents, it seems like yesterday. My parents had a Studebaker that they bought new. New. Okay. Yeah, I I heard that Studebaker went out of business in 66. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, they had it, and they had had it for some time. They had had it for some time, and it was just sitting uh, on the side, not on, not in our driveway, but like on the lawn near our driveway. And I used to go and huh. play in it. I, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like locked up, or it wasn't, you couldn't drive it or anything. But I used to go and sit in that car and play in it and pretend that I was driving. So you see, huh. Cameron, you and I, we have a connection now. We're bonding forever because you have yeah. a Studebaker, and I had a Studebaker when I was no, young. No, I don't have a Studebaker. My mom's friend does. Oh, oh we thought it was your mom. Yeah, I thought it was your mom, too. Me no, too. no. Are you no, fibbing to us? Are you fibbing to us? No, no. Cameron, they could Cam- think you're classy and rich. No, Cameron Cameron didn't get to finish his story about oh, okay, his mom. Up. His mom said, would you uh, go ahead, Cameron, you finish. With the um, Studebaker? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. happened when you wanted to so, win? So pretty much... Um, he asked me. She, my um, the guy who my mom was talking to said, "Great, can you come down with the? Can you come down and help me with the wiring?" And she went, "He's ten because, um, a Studebaker. Pretty much, not many kids my age know what a Studebaker is." That's why I was shocked when I heard you say it. Now, do you know how to fix the wiring? No. <laughs> I I apparently right. know um how to start up my my parents' escort, but. <laughs> You know how to start your parents' escort? Cameron, do you have yeah. brothers and sisters? Do you have any brothers and sisters? No. Aha, that explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> you're an only child, and that's why you're so prematurely grown up. True. Yeah. My brother, my brother was an only child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know him. Cameron, I can tell. I can tell you're from Massachusetts because you, cause you say Studebaker. And I don't say that in Boston accent. What's that? I did when I was like three. You have an accent. You said Studebaker. That's how we say it in Maine, too. No, Studebaker. I have a very, I have a very proper accent. Oh, he's, he's from England. No, I actually want to be from Australia. Um, you want to be, or you I've are? I've got an accent. I like. I, I want to be from Australia. I've come up with an accent that's sort of like a mix between a Cockney accent and a um, Australian accent. I can sort of hear it. Say something. Um, in the accent. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, I can't really do it. It comes through a lot awful. Uh, it comes through a lot worse on the phone. Just sort that's of, okay. We'll we'll probably yeah. still get get so it. Put another shrimp on the Barbie. It's pretty much um sort of like this. This is sort of how I come up with it. 
I call it a mix between Australia and Cockney. It's probably just made up. I like <laughs> that. It does sound do kind too. of like that. You sound yeah. just like the Beatles. <laughs> Thank you. I love the Beatles. You know what else um, sounds kind of cool is a South African accent. Ooh. You Can might you check that? that out because it's really kind of cool. It's kind of a combination of Aussie and English. It's kind of interesting. And Dutch. Yeah. It's a little Dutch in there. I, I, like yeah. en- I like Enzo's accent. I like yeah, Enzo's accent, too. Yeah, yeah, I, have I have no accent. So when you guys were growing up, here this is Catherine. When you guys were growing up, did you have like secret languages that you developed with your friends? Me? Were you? Uh huh. Anybody? Uh, I tried to come up with my own one because I've always, whenever I play video games, which I'm actually playing one right now, it's um a car racing video game, and I'm just trying to struggle to drive with one hand, and because it's scary and the go full and they accelerate on two different sides. What video game is it? It's Forza Motorsport 4. It's a racing game, and the steering and the um, accelerator are on two different sides of the controller. um, And you can do that and have this conversation with us? It's it's hard, but I can can manage it. Um, (laughs) To an Enzo Ferrari for Enzo, but... um, this is what's happening with children today. They're never completely focused on one thing. No. Yeah. Well, I, I want to oh, know, by the way, I was just so, reading the newspaper while you were talking. <laughs> so, um, whenever I play um, building games, like um, Minecraft and things like that, I usually um, try to come up with this country. I've been coming up with this country. I have, like, um, two different ideas for flags. I have a couple of cities I'm making. A couple of towns, suburbs, um, cool towns. Um, really? I tried to make up a language for that, but that um, kind of I forgot about it. So, well, that's I know I have a couple so of cool. words. Like there are a couple made-up things in in one of the games I used. Like one of those things being called redstone. It was supposed to be rubies, but that became redstone. Became a thing called redstone. Made up. It's a made-up gem. And um, yeah, I had like a name for that, but. That's so wonderful. is that one of your favorite video games? What? Is that one of your favorite? Yes, Minecraft. It is one of my favorites. Well, I, I think this is a wonderful use of your creativity. And, Cameron, I want to know, what is, it, what is it with you and driving? You've mentioned Studebakers already. You're doing a I don't know. I just, I've always loved transportation. Oh, I'm sorry if yeah. I interrupted. That's okay. No kidding. I, I mean, what do you want to be when you grow up? I either want to uh, keep going like, ah, into the phone, like, yeah. Um, I want to make this company that um, makes all kinds of transportation. So it makes, like, cars, trains, planes, boats, and, uh, like, design planes, but it will also have, like, um, an aircraft liner, so it will be, like, Boeing. So it will, like, design new plane bodies, but it will also, um, but will also like, be an aircraft liner, like JetBlue. Yeah, wow. And for Cameron. boats, it'll like, do the same thing. Um, for cars, um, hey Cameron. it'll do the same thing because my friend and I created this club called Elwi. Um, don't ask us how we created the name. But um, <coughs> you can ask us how we created the name. How okay. do you spell um, it and how did you create it? What, Elwi? Yeah. It's spelled E-L-W-E-Y. It's a cross between my friend's last name, Crowley, and my last name, Elwell. Perfect. And can you come up Cameron. with a flying? Can you come up with a flying car? 
like the idea of flying cars, to be completely honest. Why? I never like the idea of a flying car. It's because, because I'm just pacing around the room while my Enzo Ferrari sits in the middle of a track. Um, I got into an Enzo Ferrari for Enzo. Um, but I'm not just been a flying car. because what happens if you run out of gas or probably in the future electricity in midair? No, I no. mean, like, no, if, no. This, if this took place in Hill Valley, I mean, you could just get struck by a bit of lightning and then you could keep going. But, or, well, probably just get sent back in time. Um, right. how, about, um, how about a solar-powered flying car? I might try to create that, but um, what if you're scared of heights? And that's, like, the only car they have. Right, right. Also, just that's imagine, like, point, like you know, okay, a lot we're of going to build a highway here, except um, we're going to build a highway here, except you might have to dodge Boeings every once in a while. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cameron, hey Cameron. Cameron to come up with a new name for a new car for Bean Town. Cameron said yes. we're call it a Lamborghini. Oh, Lamborghini. Oh, that's great. <laughs> He's a a, 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 Lime, Lime, a Lamborghini. Like a Lamborghini. <laughs> no, oh, it's yeah. Cameron. Uh, I have some ideas for characters based on my friend's names. Like my friend Faith. Um, her, her last name is Doe, D-O. Faith Doe, but I feel like we could create a character that's saying something like Faith Doe, D-O-U-G-H. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Faith Doe Boy. Or, um, my friend Aaron Crowley, who I mentioned, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cameron. Yeah, last time you were on, I want to find out, because Beantown is all about racing, racing spoons around, and Bucky... Of course, it's trying to beat Rex all the time. And the last time you were on the show, I'd like you to describe, you, you've recently become, tell everybody how you've become a, ra- a racer. Um, how you become a racer? You, no, you are a racer. How, how did that happen? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I race at this place called F1 Boston in Cambridge. Um, that's actually the whole name of it. It's just called F1 Boston in Cambridge. It's out um, Tucson, Arizona, and it confused everyone. Um... No, it's called F1 Boston. It's in Cambridge, and it's this racing. I know that it's actually in Braintree. It's um this racing facility. It's an indoor racing facility, and um, it's pretty much there are three different. You can sign up for it. You have a weekend of training, and then you go back, and then you um like spend like a week without doing it, and then you can sign up for the league. And then um, I am in the league. Um, there are three different sized carts. There are the 50s carts, which is the smallest, and they have five horsepower. Um, hey, someone just hit my Enzo Ferrari. Um, there are the middle sized carts, which are the 70s carts, and I race in those. Those have five and a half horsepower. And then there are the biggest carts, and they have six horsepower. Wow. And those are just random numbers. Um, there are two tracks. I'm going to be on a third track that they have on Bridgewater. That's an outdoor track because I'm starting the summer league tomorrow. Um, but they have two tracks there. They have the country course, which is um, you start at the start line. It's a slight forward. Then you turn left. It's a straightaway up to the back, up on a hill. And you go down on the back. Then you go into an S-bend around. You still go into like a twist, and then you go back around on the main stretch. Cameron. Back around to the um thing, and the um in the city course is the same way. Just when you get to the top, 
you do a full-on hairpin, and you go through a tunnel, and then that's how you get back to the um, Wow, Cameron. that sounds Cameron? amazing. Is, yeah. is, this, is this racetrack paying you to, to put this on the air? <laughs> uh, yes, this is also paying for my um, college funds. Well, I hope There so. you go. You should tell them what a great advertiser so. you are. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your, your, uh, your you, they said there was never a spectacular crash. Of course, you do everything spectacular. Uh, tell us about the yeah, spectacular. Yeah, on July 4th last year, I exploded as a firework, but somehow I still survived. Um, Whoa. That was kind of spectacular. <coughs> um, so I had this crash, and I'm from Boston. It was a crash. I um, hurt my pinky. No. Um, so what happened was I came around the front stretch. <coughs> On the city course, and um, I was in the number 75 cart. The number 75 cart, I feel, was broken because everything was, like, stiff. Like, um, I believe the acceleration was, like, loose, like the pedal was coming off. And the <laughs> braking and the steering was very, very, very stiff. And um, I remember that the best driver in my class the first weekend I was there for training, um... He, the best driver in my class only um, spun out in that cart. Um, so I came around on the front stretch, and I lost control of my car. The, flat, the right side of my car hit the wall right, right at pretty much like the flagman's foot, and I flew out of the cart. The cart <gasps> so like slightly tipped on its side. I Whoa. was in the air, like my, just my feet were in the cart. And then the, and then I landed back in the car, and then holding on for dear life, I hit another wall, and that plunged oh me back gosh. into the car. And wow. I even down the race, people were running onto the track. There was even a paramedic there from my school. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Cameron's mother is in the emergency room having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mama needed um, a paramedic more than he did. Yeah, <laughs> really. I was in my class. I'd only seen that once before. No one wow. else has ever seen that before. Were you hurt at all? Were you hurt at all? I was hurt, but no, like, I don't, I was just in a lot of pain. I, oh. I didn't have, like, any cuts. I didn't have any broken bones. I oh, almost that's broke so my arm sad. when I hit the second wall because my arm was out in front of me. Slightly. Oh. Um, so, kids, kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, when I hit the wall, um, on my fire suit, there's a black there's like a black scrape from like the stiff rubber that we race on. It's not asphalt. It's like stiff rubber. And there's a big giant black skid mark up my. Oh, do you have, do you have like sponsors? Do you have sponsors? No. Because I can see you doing like serious race car driving in the future with sponsors all yeah. over your car. Hey, I got a question. That's kind of I really need some help on Cameron. So what? I gave my nephew for his birthday. He's turning nine. Um, a ride uh, like go kart stuff at a track in Colorado, and okay. he's I he loves cars but he's kind of scared, and I don't know what I can do to kind of help him with his fear because I think if he could get over it he'd have a blast right. Yeah. Have you got any ideas of what I could say to him so he's not scared? To be honest, I don't. Really? <laughs> That's okay. Yes? I don't. Do you have any? That's good. Oh, wait, you're not in the call. What? Hey, hey uh. Wait, I'm having call? my dad join the call, and maybe he can give some suggestions. Okay. Um, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul, Paul Elwell, senior here. Hello. 
Hey there, Tom. Hey there, Tom. Hi, Cameron. Who are you? Are you going to stay with us? Are you leaving? Well, Cameron is Cameron is on the other line. Cameron okay. is still there. This I'm is Cameron's the dad. And uh, if you want to see more about Cameron and his racing, uh, you have to go to CameronTheKid.com. Oh, he's got his own website. Oh, yeah. He has his yeah. own website. He has his own Facebook page, and I'm working on his Twitter page. Yeah. And yeah, his video of his racing. Yep. Well, Catherine was looking for some advice, Dad. Yeah. Catherine, do you want to reiterate the question? Sure. I just gave my nephew, who's kind of, I would just say he's not the bravest kid in the world. Um, he's I'm not out of Yeah, I don't know. You sound pretty brave, Cameron. Anyway, he's kind of, I gave him um, some a race car drive on, on a track out yep. here in Denver, the Denver area, and he... He loves cars, but he's kind of afraid to go with me. And I was wondering what I might tell him um, that might make him feel better. Well, it was just what I told Cameron the first time he did it. I wouldn't let him do it if it wasn't safe, just like anything else. Yep, good point. And that's point. exactly what I told him. He said, if it wasn't safe, I wouldn't let you do it. And I do it, too. So I, I race at the same facility as well. So um, Do you? I do. It's, it's gonna, a lot of fun. I and I, and I was there. When Cameron took that big crash, when he had that, that big crash, and, and many of the track workers had said they had never seen a, a crash like that, the way, it, the way it happened. And if you're going to go and you're worried about seeing um, your nephew or your son in a crash like that, take a pre- in preemptive measure and do what I did. And what you, do, what you wear to keep yourself safe is a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's what Tom would have to wear. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'll be sure to give him one of those. Yeah. No, I needed the diaper, not him. I'm going to get one, too. I'm going to put two. On one in my head and one in my bottom. No, but wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, that, was, that was the cue I was waiting for. This is Judy Pancost, and the title of this song is Potty Dance. Hang on. No, this is great. A game called Judy Says. It's just like Simon says. You just have to do what I tell you to do. Okay. Now, Judy says, swing your hips from side to side. That's right. Now, Judy says, do it a little faster. Judy says, kind of hop up and down. Stand on your head. <laughs> I didn't say Judy says. Okay. Judy <laughs> says, knock your knees together. Judy says, go faster. Judy says, look really uncomfortable. Do you know what you're doing? You're doing the potty dance. <laughs> Party day. 
on Google, but I don't see Cameron. No, it's, it's, it's one word, CameronTheKid.com. Oh, Cameron, Cameron the Kid. CameronTheKid.com. It's Cameron all one word. Did you know there's a CameronTheRaceCarKid.com? No. Interesting. It's, it's just oh. images. Cameron the Kid, I see Thanks, you, Cameron. Thanks, get rid of their website. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And when you go on there, you can see Cameron in his race suits, and you can see him racing in the video. That is really cool. Yeah, I'm checking out your costume right now. Oh. Wow. Hey, Catherine, my, um, I could see my monkey costume or whatever I said it was, my octopus hey, costume. Catherine, yeah. I tried to. Um, I uploaded all of the music today, but I, I'm afraid to refresh this show because I might lose everybody. Oh, don't even to... think about it. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm gonna, no, I want to play Pajarito on the speakers and see how it comes across, all right? Let's All right. Shot. Okay, here we go. Come on, pajarito. Oh, I should have gone to play. Come on, listen, downloads. Is that my computer? Oh, here we go. So many other things. It's been really, really fun. Yeah, only, this is a wild one. I know this is, but that is just, um, Catherine, that is gorgeous. It is. Oh, it beautiful. Is. Do you speak Spanish, Catherine, or did you learn it just to sing that song? Um, I speak enough to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what do the words I, mean, And Catherine? I really, I, what's that? What do the words mean? That means, uh, pajarito means little bird, and actually I learned this from Bonnie Lockhart, I believe, a, a longtime CMN member. And I love the kind of the idea of repetition with really young children, and that song is for young children, obviously. Um, and it means you can do all sorts of things. It's one of those zipper songs that you can use to zip in a different, word for anything you're trying to teach in Spanish. So all those words are um, sleep, sing, kiss, eat, and uh, that's and fly. You need so a video all... for that song. <laughs> oh, well, yes, I do, don't I, Patricia? <laughs> well, listen, 
Listen, in the mood of uh, in the mood of Cinco de Mayo, we played this yesterday, but I think it really is appropriate today. Betty in Beantown, uh, just like you ladies, I, again, I just I sit here with the biggest smile. We, Catherine and I talked to chat a little bit before the show started, and we talked about the energy of this show. And I just sit here, I feel like, uh, you know, we're on the uh, Allen show with all of you gals just uh, so professional and so skilled. I mean, really, you're true masters, not only in your craft, but your ability to um, make a show, to, to, to facilitate a show. And it's just the biggest blast of all. So Betty wants to be like you guys. So in Beantown, she decided she would do her own cable TV show. And this is very appropriate. Oh, yeah, here she is. She's going to try this. Here we go. Let's see what we get. Come on. Here we go. Well, boys and girls, this is a big evening in Beantown. Betty has her own late-night talk show. Let's go down to the studios and see what's happening. Thank you, everyone. It's so great to be here. Let's keep the applause going for the band. Wow, I'm so grateful that you all came out to support my first cable network show. This is something I've wanted to do all my life, besides the roller derby, of course, because I love the roller derby, and I love working at the, the diner, but this is something that I've really wanted to do on top of all the other things I want to do, and finally, I get to do this, and this is something on top of all the other things I like to do, so that's a big pile. <laughs> so, I, you know, so... um. That way, you know, I got three really, really cool guests here tonight on my first cable access show. I can't believe I got a cable access show, and you're all here tonight to support it. But, okay, um, let's see. We have, oh, I bet you all know him. We have comedian Rob Bean Williams. <laughs> and then we have famous movie star Jack Blackbean. Oh, he's one of my favorites. He's such a Cute little bean. <laughs> yeah, believe it. I called him like 12 times. I kind of, I kept harassing him, and his mother finally said, "Here's his phone number. <laughs> I'll do anything for the show." And um, and so for the, my very first guest, it is, and I bet a lot of you know who it is. Okay, it's world champion jumping bean, Jose Olay. Let's hear it for him. <laughs> Ready? Thank. You. Thank you very much for bringing me to the show. Oh, you're welcome, Jose. Ole? Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. I love to come to Beantown. It's been a long time since I've been in Beantown, but, you know, since the Olympics is here and I am competing in all of the jumping contests, that uh, I am so glad. It's always a pleasure to see you and Bucky and, oh. and to be on your show. Congratulations on oh, the show. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I wouldn't have wanted this show without you as my first guest. Well, thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's my, uh, my schedule is very busy, as you can tell. You know, I've been training a lot. I've been jumping. I've been jumping everything, you know. Yeah. Jose, one of the first questions I want to ask you is, last, you know, four years ago was the first time that you entered the Olympics, but they say that uh, you could have won if you didn't, like actually yeah, was, jump was, away before well, well, I, was, the... I was. I had. I, yeah. Well, you know, I had. A, I had a family problems. You know, uh, and uh, I had to jump. I had to go, but not jump in in the contest. I had to jump. You know, I was telling you, I had to jump out of the contest because that's what jumping things do. You know, but we had one of uh, my father. He couldn't jump anymore, so I had to go back to Mexico and to be with my father because he couldn't jump. 
And that's not good for the being when you kind of jump. So now, but, I, one of the questions I would like to ask is, when do you get an urge to jump? You tell like, me you can, Betty, you can never tell when you're going to jump. That's the bad part about being a jumping being. You know, like you see, I can be, I can be sitting down, I can be having dinner, and the next thing I know, I am jumping out the window. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's not good. You know, wow. it's, it's just, yeah, that's because of jumping being just, it's not, it's not up to me. It's not up to me. No, a lot of, a lot of bees ask me that when they asked me about who was I going to have as my first guest, and I said, Jose Oleo Jumpabean, and they said that, um, that one of the things was that they said that every interview that you have been on in the past, you've never really interviewed well because... I got to jump. Yeah. yeah. I tell the guests, you know, I will be there one second, and then you won't see me because I got to jump. And what can you do if you got to jump? You got to jump. That's now, if you Could you tell me what the urge to jump means? Like, Wait, you okay. know, like when my nose itches and I just, like, itch it, is it kind of like... It's not like that. It is not like that, baby. I can be just sitting here like this, and the next second, I am on the street. And I don't know how I got there, but I know I have to jump. And so it's not up to me. It's all don't go upset if all of a sudden I'm here, and then I jump. So, wow. Yeah. It's That's good. kind of neat, huh? Well, it, How far do you, know, you jump when yeah, you it jump? Depends. It depends on the mood, because you don't know what to jump. It's all up to the jump. See, it's just like boom. And you now go, do you, can you jump as high as a skyscraper? Well, sometimes. Sometimes I do jump as high as the skyscraper. You know, I sit there, and all of a sudden, I, you can't tell. It's like a hiccup. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, if you will get the hiccups. Now, you know what I was just thinking? You know what just came to my mind? Go, go ahead, baby. You know, if you hooked up with Santa Claus Bean, yeah. he wouldn't even need his his reindeer yeah, Bean. Yeah, that's true. If because you, you could hook up to his sleigh, and you could yes. just keep jumping. Yes, I could do that. Could you kind of train but your But the jump? problem, Betty, sometimes, what if I don't get the mood? What if I, it's, it's the night before Christmas, and I'm sitting there, I don't get the mood, I'm not going to jump. It could be, it could be being Independence Day before I jump again. Yeah, so, but if you could give some jump to Santa, you could jump Yeah, that's true, Santa but I, it's wow. not up to me. That's the point. It's not up to me. I got to jump, is a jump. It's got the jumping bean. He doesn't know when he's going to jump. It's not, that's not like, I, you, you can jump when you want to jump, right? I can do that. I cannot say to myself, Jose, wow. jump. Yeah. Jose Ole, I have one more question for you jump, before you go. Yeah, before I jump. Yep. Jose, 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 come back. Well, boys and girls, that was quite a start to Betty's first TV show, wasn't it? Looks like Jose got quite a jump on her. Let's hope the rest of our interviews go a lot smoother. Stay tuned. You and I are not so bad. Oh, that was fantastic. Really? I love her voice. Well, you know, I'm sitting here thinking of the talent, just not only in this call, but... Uh, we have to. Betty is has taken like a little leave of absence. She's a very played by Tammy Poor, and Tammy is a is a multifaceted, extremely talented woman like all of you ladies, and um, she owns four retail stores in the Portland area, and so she's wow. spending uh, her time doing that. But 
just think of what kind of show it's going to be with you three and and Betty, Tammy Poehler, on board. <laughs> it's it's going to be estrogen overload. Yeah. <laughs> going to be pulling your hair out after talking to Betty for a while. <laughs> Paul, I want to be a guest uh, on Betty's show. Never mind you, Tom. I want to go on Betty's show. <laughs> uh, isn't, her voice is so fantastic. Isn't it's it? very cute. You know, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, and I, I think it's time to go there a little bit. We always want to, and you, everybody here is so skilled at giving advice and being an example for kids. What <laughs> Tammy's story is fantastic. I, um, and the whole story of how we connected is just uh, mystical and unbelievable. But uh, she um, grew, and she's very proud of telling her story. She grew up in a trailer park in Maine. She was the um, only child to ever graduate high school. Only one in her family of a blind child. I'm sorry. Ever? And, and she, yeah, ever, ever, even to this day. And wow. She and she struggled with that. She and, and she, by her own admission, she still has difficulty reading, etc. But she's just a determined gal. And when she was a kid, she was always drawn to doing puppetry. In fact. She uh, she entertained right from the shot, and her mother always told her, you're going to be a great entertainer. And her first um, school play, she put a sock on. I think the sock's name was a duck named Sally. And um, Sally told the story about <laughs> the, the principal and uh, said that, you know, they're going back and forth between Sally and, and Tammy. And Tammy said, what's new? And she says, well, you know that the... Um, the principal, uh, James, whatever his name was, has a, a pet skunk. And so Tammy said to the puppet, well, gee, she says, um, doesn't he mind the smell? And the puppet <laughs> said, well, he's, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> Meaning the principal. <laughs> and it totally took the school down. And then she had this urge to um, be pat. She used to sing for hours and play music. And so when her kids were born, she had two puppets called uh, Sally and George. And the kids, she would put the kids to sleep with Sally and George. So this whole thing of all these years of having characters and voices and singing all came to be just, we, she sent me a um, Facebook message just yesterday. We're celebrating the first anniversary of my going to Portland to tape some of her incredible stories. And I just told Catherine, the way the show originated, I was, we were doing, Paul and I are comedians, and we were doing a radio show. And when the show finished one day, I heard it clear as a bell, do a kid's radio show. And so mm-hmm. I mentioned it to Tammy, and the next thing you know, we were doing, we produced over 30 stories in less than two months. And this was one of, one of the episodes. Yeah, and it's just, we worked together so beautifully. And uh, she is uh, she is just an absolute uh, talent waiting to be discovered. As all, I mean, you guys are discovered, but I I just see uh, who knows where this whole thing will go. But I just think it's just fabulous. Well, Tom, I got I got to chime in and say it's been it's just been incredible. It's been such a major success, and 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 watching the people come on board, and it's always great when we hear people like these these ladies hear our stuff for the first time and get that honest reaction because we've heard it so much, and you know when you get so close to something that uh, you forget to appreciate how good it really is. 
So listen, now I have to go. Cameron, the kid, and I have to go to visit the next racetrack he's going to race at. He's going to be at F1 Outdoors, and uh, we're going to go wow. out and visit that track. We haven't have seen it yet. So. Have a great day, Cameron. Have a great day, and good luck. Bye. Be safe. Be safe. Hey, Cameron. Nice talking with you. Take Bye. care. Yeah, we're going to take, take you off. With the, we're going to take you off with the song we started the show. But everybody, hang around. When uh, we'll come right back. Hang on. Here we go. We got to do this. Yeehaw! <laughs> hey, this guy's good. Yeah. I'm a rambling guy. Well, I'm rambling, rambling round. I'm a rambling guy. <laughs> Ramble out to the Muppet Show. Oh, yeah. Meet all the Muppets. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes. oh no. <laughs> Everybody whistle. <laughs> all right, in Chinese now. That was dedicated to Ramblin' Cameron Alwell. What a kid, huh? Enzo, Enzo, I have a movie for you to see, a a wonderful movie for everybody to see that that song just reminded me of, and it's a spoof on folk music, and and it's just really great because um, we're... Mm -hmm. That is Christopher Guest's movie? You're talking about Christopher Guest's movie? Yeah, A Mighty Wind. I love that movie. (laughs) A Mighty Wind. What movie are you talking about? A mighty wind. Uh oh! Don't say okay. anything because it will be over the FAA. Yeah, you know. <laughs> talk about the mighty when wind. You bring up the wind. <laughs> we don't call this one Mariah either. Scusi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Patricia. I couldn't resist. I know. I know. I, I mobbed you an easy one. <laughs> That's well, my favorite. Oh my God! You know this is such did so much. Did we lose somebody here? Yeah, oh, Cameron. Cameron, Cameron went. Cameron, yes. he's getting Listen, ready to go. We're getting ready to go. Cool and I'm going to go. Thank yeah, you, Paul. Fine. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank you, Tom. In... Thank you, ladies. Is Judy right. still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Right? Okay, we got to do this one. She sent this over this morning, and this is just both of these are a riot. Oh, what funny, funny people! Here we go. Come on. I'm going to have to do this again over the uh, speakers. Here we go. Please play. Here we go. I hope. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, maybe that'll be the next project we work on. <laughs> what a fun song. Yeah, it's really oh, fun. To, uh, Catherine, you brought up my Christmas song. Can I talk about that now? Oh, for please do. Because that's absolutely, and thank you for bringing that up. That's absolutely the most phenomenal thing that has happened in my career. Was I wrote this song in 1998. I told my husband, I said, you know, everywhere we've lived, there's been a house in every town that's the most decorated house at Christmas time. And you ask anybody, say, where's the house that everybody goes to? And they always know, oh, it's over on Elm Street or, or whatever. You know, so I said, nobody's ever written a Christmas song about that house. I'm going to write that song. So, uh, so I did. And it's called The House on Christmas Street, and it describes all the decorations on the house. Like there's 47,000 twinkling lights, and Santa Claus is on the roof, and, and Jesus is in the stable on the front lawn with his family, and, you know, just all those things, the snowmen and all that stuff. And I, I said, gee, wouldn't it be great to have a Christmas hit? Because it would come back every year, even long after I'm gone. It would get played every Christmas time, and it would make people happy long after I'm gone. So I started sending it out to radio stations and hoping that they would play it, but nobody would play it. So after a few years, I kind of gave up. So that was 1998. And in 2006, this is eight years later, I was, I was sick. I had been battling a, a serious illness, and my husband was trying to cheer me up. So every once in a while, he'd go online, and he would Google the names of my songs just to see, because you never know what's out there in the Internet. And right. he found this video, and he called me, he goes, Judy, you've got to come see this. And it blew me away. It was a video of a house that was somewhere in the Midwest where you could drive up to the house, turn on your radio, and hear music coming from the house, and watch the lights on the house would, would kind of dance in time to the music. And it was playing my song, The House on Christmas Street. And it blew me away. I was like, how did this guy find my song? And look at this, the whole house is playing my song. And, but yet there was no, it was just a video out there in cyberspace. There was no contact information. I think it was on Google Video. No, no way to reach this guy or anything. But as Christmas time approached that year, a few more videos popped up. And it led me to this kind of a networking site online called planetchristmas.com, where it turns out it's this whole kind of subculture <laughs> of Christmas decorating enthusiasts who spend 365 days a year trying to figure out how to make their house the most spectacular house in the world. And most of them, believe it or not, are men. I would have thought it would be women doing this, but most of them are men. They're engineers. They're computer guys, and they've figured out how to synchronize their lives to music. And long story short, well, long story longer, they've actually taken my song and made it their anthem. So now if you go on YouTube oh, cool. and you type in, if you type in the house on Christmas Street, you get over 3,000 videos from all over the world. They're in wow. Australia, they're in New Zealand, they're in England, they're in Japan, they're everywhere. And so it's this song so cool. still, doesn't, it still doesn't get played much on the radio, but it's all over the world. It is the most, I, I get fan mail from people who say, I heard your song at my neighbor's house. How can I buy ah. a song? Isn't that wonderful? You know what I want? I still want you to do. I want you to do the Halloween house because they decorate just as much as Christmas. I know, I know. That's probably going to be the next thing. That's probably going to be the next thing. I, I don't know. I go back and forth on it because every year I'm still thinking. Oh, and well, so the other thing I started doing a few years ago was I started a tour. It's called the House on Christmas Street Tour. And every Christmas season, I go, I get in my van, which now has 
almost 450,000 miles on it. I kid you not. Oh, my God. Because I've taken it all over the country so many times. And I travel from house to house. And every night between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I do a concert at a different decorator's house. And we do the concerts for charity. They don't pay me. The only thing they have to agree to do is they have to put me up in a, some kind of hotel room because I don't stay at people's houses because, you know, I don't really know them and I don't feel comfortable doing that. So they have to get a hotel room. And then we, they have to collect for charity and they have to get, you know, local publicity on their local radio station so that people will come to the concert and we've benefited food pantries, we've benefited animal shelters, veterans oh, organizations. I mean, so wonderful. It, it's amazing to know that I'm going from town to town and for the little while that I'm there, I'm making people happy with the concert, but I'm also helping to benefit the community by collecting for, for some local organization. And it's been a great experience, and I'm, I'm in the midst of planning this year's tour. So if anybody is out there listening and would like me to come to their house, please go to my website, judypantos.com, and contact me there and tell me about your display and where you are. I'm going to go all the way across the country again this year. I'm going all the way across the Oh, it's so great. And I rely on my fans to donate the money to pay to pay for the gas. Because wow. I don't want to charge I don't want to charge the homeowners, you know, because they're already doing so much and I don't want to say, you know, I'll come to, I'll come to your house but you gotta pay me. Because I right. want the money to go to the charity. So every year and I've been very fortunate, every year my fans have come through and you know, ten dollars here, fifteen dollars there and I've raised enough money to cover the gas. To Wonderful. go from town to town and then usually the people when I'm at their house they feed me. <laughs> So, so I get I get food at the people's houses, and then I just have to put the gas in the car, and I go. Now, that's, so it's been a great thing. So. That's a story for TV, Judy. It like, really you know, is, I have, Judy. I have hired publicists. I have, I don't know why, I, I don't know. It's been sent to Good Morning America. It's been sent to the Today Show. It's been sent to USA Today, and no one has covered it. I, you know, I don't know, and I still can't get the song on I mean, the song is on the radio in a few markets, and wherever it gets played, they get requests for it, and they get you know they play it every year. So in a few places, right. like they play it, they play it in Portland, Maine. They play it in Hartford, Connecticut. They play it in in, uh, in Bar Harbor, Maine. They play it in uh, uh, there's a station in uh, in Connecticut. I said well, it, it, it sounds like it's just going to grow organically as the best things do. You know well, that I, I think I mean, it will. I figure there's nothing. I figure there's nothing that's going to stop it. You know what I mean? It's out yeah. there. And and uh, and hopefully you know it will stay out there and and then my dream will come true. It'll come back every year and and people will enjoy it every year. And I didn't even send you the song and put some more on. I didn't send you the song. Wait wait wait! I'm going to. I got it. I got it all queued up here. Here we go. You do need you.
apple a caroler singing by the lamppost over near the front door. Jesus and his family in a stable on the lawn. And a choir of heavenly angels singing silent night till dawn. It's where everybody meets. It's the house on Christmas Digest our turkey. Family puts up its display. You can see it from Albuquerque. Papa says their electric bill must reach up to the sky. But Mama says the joy it brings is more than money can buy. Cause it's got 47,000 twinkling lights and Santa Claus up on the roof. Dasher and Dancer and all the other reindeer Rudolph's up there too. With a band of merry snowmen dancing on the So much like Karen Carpenter. I mean, what a voice! What a voice! So much like Karen Carpenter. Thank you. But you know, it's a great song. Really great. Thank you. It, it, you know, it. Uh, when I listen to it now, I, I don't even remember writing it. You know what I mean? It's one. Of, you guys must know what that's like. You know, yes. you write a song and it comes so fast to you. Yes. You write it and then you hear it years later and you go, "Wow, I wrote that." <laughs> it's true. It's like a yeah. little gift. It's that little voice that Thomas was talking about earlier. Yeah, you're channeling. Right. You're, you're channeling you're, some higher something. Mm-hmm. That. I like I like to think that it's a it is a gift. It's a gift to be able to do that. To, I'm lucky that when God was handing out gifts, and you you guys too, we're lucky that He handed us music. You know what I mean? Because we get we got we got the talent that makes other people happy. 
and and I and that makes me happy to be able to do that. I mean, a lot of people have other kinds of talents that you know, like chemical engineer or <laughs> you know, which is a great talent, but they don't get to stand there and watch people laugh and and dance and sing while they're doing their chemical engineering. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and Thomas, Thomas, do we have time for for um, Judy very briefly to talk about her Grammy nomination? Oh yeah. no. Yes. Go yes. for it. You guys go. are too good. No, now I'm gonna sound like I'm bragging too much. But <laughs> yes, it was a it was a huge surprise. In in two thousand eleven my album Weird Things Are Everywhere was was nominated for a Grammy for Best Children's Album and it was a total shock. It was a total shock I mean, I was in England I wasn't expecting it. I mean I had thrown it in the ring, but there are hundreds and hundreds of albums that get that get put up for these awards every year. And I was in England on a House on Christmas Street tour. Somebody flew me to England to sing at his display. And wow. and that's where I was when the announcements came out. And I didn't know. Uh, and, of course, there's a time difference. So it was 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was getting out of the car to go to the airport to get back, to come back to the United States. And I looked at the little cell phone that my host had given me to use all week, and there were a number of text messages and missed calls. And I'm like, what? What happened? What's going on? And I see one of the texts from my younger daughter, and it says, "You got nominated." And I went, "What?" <laughs> so I called my house, and and everybody was in bed. But then I called my daughter, who was in college at the time, because I figured she'd be up. And she answered the phone. I said, "Is it true?" She said, "Yes." And we proceeded to scream at each other over the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> for 20 minutes. It's like, ah, oh, that's so great. Me. And I had always told my kids, I always told them, listen, if I ever get nominated, we're all going to go. We're all going to get dressed up and we're all going to go. So my husband and I and our two daughters went, and it was like Cinderella. I got to walk the red carpet and everything. Uh It was a real – and you know what? I owe a great debt of gratitude to Pete Seeger, who unfortunately Uh passed away earlier, because Pete Seeger is who got the Grammy in that category that year. And, I mean, you tell somebody, you know, I was nominated for a Grammy, and they go, did you win? You go, no, I lost to Pete Seeger. And everybody goes, oh, well, of course. (laughs) I mean, everybody gets that you lost to Pete. If you say I lost to, you know, Fred Marple or whatever, they don't know who that is. You know, but if you say I lost to Pete Seeger, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, of course. And just to put your name in the same breath as Pete Seeger. No kidding. You know, it's something that I will have for the rest of my life. So I never got to meet the man, but, of course, I loved him like everybody else. And and now I feel like we have a special bond. (laughs) You certainly do. So I I was very grateful for that opportunity. And I hope I'll have it again. I hope all of us do. What a story. You know, I'm sitting here. I, 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 <laughs> nothing but joy comes when this group gets together. There really is. And I, Catherine, sorry, no, there's an amazing energy uh, that just comes right over these phones and, and synthesizes when we all get together. And I'm going to... Well, thank you for getting thing, us all together. Oh, I, I, I want to thank you. I never... Here's, here's what's going through my mind right now. Remember Butch Cassidy? Everybody's seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid at least once. Yeah. Oh, and, no, that came out before I was born. Yeah, and of course you don't have cable, and you haven't seen it. But the scene where they... I've never heard of him. No, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> the scene where they're being chased by the Pinkertons. And they decide one last pitch. What they'll do is they'll jump horses, and they'll they'll let one horse run one way, and then uh, they both jump on one horse together, and they come. And then they sit at the top of the hill seeing 
if it tricked the Pinkertons or not, and and it doesn't. And so they come. And they, Robert Redford and and Paul Newman Paul say, Newman. "You know, right? Who, who are these guys?" <laughs> and that's, that's what I'm saying today, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Who are these ladies? Because I've been in show business now 30 years, and I've done a lot of crazy things. And, you know, I opened for the Four Tops as a comedian, the Four Seasons. I, I worked with Phyllis Diller. Wow. Yeah, Henny Youngman. I worked with uh, the Smothers Brothers, Pat Cooper. Wow. Um, Jackie Green saw me at, um, at Second City. I've, I actually followed wow. the Second City. But since Shecky Green was in the audience. And so, I mean, I've been there. And I have to say that the door that has opened up in the past few weeks is an absolute mind blower at the level of professionalism and artistry that you guys have. I mean, you're just putting it all together, studios. And to me, that's the miracle of what you're doing is that the days of, the big fat, the guy, the, the big fat cigar, and he's sitting in, in, a, in his office, and, and you're begging him to review your music or whatever, and he says, I don't think so. You keep the day job. Well, that's <laughs> over. Because you yeah, ladies... We're very fortunate because of the Internet. We could never be doing what we're doing now if it weren't for the Internet. You are absolutely right. And I also want to thank you for saying that. It's a huge honor considering all of the amazing talent that you've worked with. For you to compliment us, that is huge. Huge. Yeah, well, I, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I just cannot, uh, cannot believe what, what you guys are, are doing. I mean, it's like, you know, I... My favorite movies is The Matrix, and mm. uh, and I, I love because it really, you know, I mean, it's just so much truth in that movie. But it's like you decide to go down the rabbit hole, and I feel like I've gone down this mystical rabbit hole like Alice has, and then I discover CMN, and I discover all of you fantastic, um, you know, children, not just children. You guys are, I mean, I sit here and listen to this musical. This is better than 90% of the music I listen to as an adult. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean, I mean what we heard today, you know, the same band, and we heard Pajarito, and now, you know, the Jello song, and, and all of the others. And I go, how can you listen to this show, this program, and listen to this music and not be in a great mood? Well, Tom, I, we all want to thank you for giving us a platform to share our music. And that's what, I mean, there's an incredible wealth of amazing talent out there that doesn't get to see the light of day, um, you know, despite the Internet or whatever. And you are just opening up this very smallest little part of that rabbit hole. Now that you've joined CMN and now that you are so totally um, open to everything and everyone, for children and families, you're going to get inundated. You're going to get an avalanche of amazing talent. Yes, you sure oh, are. I just, I am, I, I really, I tr- truly have the chills right now. I just, I am so, and, and you know, th- I, this is the part that we always, li- I always like to, because I speak to inner city schools. You know, I ever came at the age of 13, I had cancer. I always mention it every show. I lost my leg. A doctor says to me, here I was a 13-year-old kid looking at us. Uh, surgeon, Harvard-trained uh, um, surgeon from Mass General, and I'm like, well, be, will I be able to ride my bicycle? And he says, emphatically, impossible, in every bit of muster of arrogance oh, that he Are you serious? Say, impossible. Uh. Now, you have to remember, in the day that this happened, 
really nobody today bicycles are everywhere and i saw this right. evolution because so connected nobody rode a bicycle after the age of 12 because it wasn't cool so right. i didn't so i lost my leg at a time when nobody was even riding a bicycle but more importantly never with with the information a lot of things are wrong with technology today but what is fantastic about it is we're so wise we can see so much of what the rest of the world does. I didn't have any kind of uh, contact, any kind of connection, or any kind of uh, focal point to show me that this was possible. There were no videos of handicapped people writing. So I had to venture into an area that was totally unknown. I was all by myself, and exactly that's what happened. As, uh, during the summer, I would grab my brother's bicycle and he'd go get my, pe- my mother or father. And all the other mothers who were, in those days, were home taking care of kids would come out and grab me off the bike. And I got to love it because I was afraid to do what he said would hurt me and possibly kill me if I fell the wrong way. And so I didn't have to prove anything. And then one day, and this is why I keep talking about the voice, it was the turning point of my life, nobody came. Nobody came to take me off the bicycle. And I was all alone. So you were riding the bike with one leg? Yeah, well, yeah. well the, I heard the voice. The voice said to me, it was, it was like shocking, and it always seems to be in the back of your head. And it just right. said, ride the bike. And it kept saying, oh. ride the bike. In this, ride in this the bike. comforting, assuring it's going to be okay, and I'm like, okay, whoever you are, <laughs> and I kicked off, and thank God it was a three-speed, so I could reverse the pedal, you know, make the pedal go backwards, so I reached down right. with my only, my only foot, I pulled up the pedal, and I pushed, and now I was off, not only did I not fall, but I had balance, because I had, you know, centrifugal force from the, and the next thing, you know, it was a scene out of Forrest Gump, these mothers are racing down the street after me trying to catch me and get me off. <laughs> That's a song. Oh, Anybody my gosh. That? That's oh, a song. Anybody well, about that? Because that's pretty amazing. That, that is, is yeah, incredible. Fabulous. And I, I love this story, Thomas. I love uh, that story. I look story. behind me, and I tell this story to the kids all the time. I look behind me, and there are all the mothers running as fast as they can in their beautiful little house dresses and trying to catch me and screaming, stop, stop, you'll hurt yourself. And, then, and, and everybody realized, as I did, we had just seen a miracle. You know, a book. And it was miraculous. A and then book. A fabulous book. And well, a fabulous you know, video. Movie. Can you imagine and, a well, video? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to do it so bad. Okay, and, ladies, who, which one of us is going to write this song? Ooh, I'd, I'd like, like it. Take a at it. Maybe you should do it as a composite, and, uh, <laughs> but I'd, I'd, I'd be so honored. But this is my passion, is this part of the show, when you, we're all touching on it right now. This is what we want to tell kids, and this is what I want to leave as a legacy, that you have inside you, connected to you, the most amazing power that's in, unimaginable what this power can do. And what all these ladies talked about today and what I'm talking about is when you just try to go there and you write a little bit each day or you play a musical instrument or you pick up paint or you do whatever it is that you do that to express yourself, help will come. Am I right on this? You are right. Absolutely. You're going to. I found that to be true, yes. And you You know what? You have to ask for it. You have to ask for it. Exactly. Exactly. You have to, and my favorite book about this is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, who wrote Legend of Bag of Ants, and he says, like it or not, 
He says, there is a force bigger than you, and that force is the, he says, you can call it whatever you want, the muse, God, the universe, whatever your preference, but it's there. And it will I absolutely just, believe in that, 100%. And, and just what I heard from you ladies, the songs at times will write themselves. That's, that's right. right. They, they all do, if, if that's because we're instruments. We're just waiting exactly. out there to be played. Yes, and, and so many don't kids, don't listen to all those people. Don't listen to that doctor that tells you things are impossible. Don't listen to anyone tell you what's impossible for you. Because right. nobody knows I what totally you're agree with you. And no grown-up should tell a kid that something is impossible. No, no they sure shouldn't. Shame on the, on the grown-up who tells a kid. Because, you know, think about this. If someone had told me when I was little that someday I'd be talking on the phone in my car, you know, exactly. I mean, look at how much, or even that I'd make a TV dinner in three minutes instead of a half hour. You know, I mean, when I was little, we were making our TV dinners in the oven. So much has changed over the years. So to tell a child that that's impossible, that will never happen, how dare we make that, that presumption? How dare we? How dare we? Absolutely. Yes, I try and my favorite, never, never say the word fi- can't. Right. Exactly. Unless my it's favorite, a matter of safety. You do say you can't go ride your bike off that cliff. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. You can't? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Well, my favorite recent movie and one of my heroes is Steve Jobs because he's made so much of this possible. And if you see the movie Jobs, he there's two scenes. One, How is it? I haven't you? seen it yet. Oh, it's fabulous. And you know, it's not. It's, some people criticize it for it's. It's not maybe the most artistic movie, but so what? I mean, it's it gets the point across. And he says at one point, he says, you know, at some point. You wake up and you look around you and you realize that everything that's on the planet, other than what God made, was made by somebody no smarter than you. And he says, you start to understand that you're playing by their rules. And then he says, you decide that I don't have to play by their rules anymore and that I can create something that will change things. And I can live my own way. And then the final scene, I wanna, it was very close to the end, it's just uh, it's so hard to even talk about it because it's so emotional. And he's in a uh, sound studio. And he's saying, here's to the misfits. And he says, here's to the, to the, to the mavericks. Here's to the people that think out the, you know, color outside the lines, think outside the box. He says, because those are the people that because of their bravery and their courage, they think they can change the world, and they do. And that's exactly what he did. He, he said, I'm going to put a dent in the universe, and he did. And, Amen. You know, I, exactly. And, and you guys... I mean, look at, you know what I love about your story, Judy, is that you're right. Something, even though as hard as you pushed and will continue to push, in spite of all of the obstacles, something is making that song universal. Right. Yeah. The House on Christmas Tree. I know. You know, that's the thing. I told my husband I worked all those years to try to get that to do, and then it started going without me even doing anything. I didn't even see it. You know, I just found it out there, and it just got a life of its own. You know what? You're exactly right. I I didn't do anything. I tend to think of our songs as children that, you know, we nurture them, we love them, we create them, and then they go out into the world, and they're going to do what they're going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens is up to them. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, look at look at what happened to Barry Lewis Polisar with with his song. Isn't that you know, amazing? Yeah, I, uh, amazing. I'm having a brain cramp, and I can't remember the name of it. What is it? Juno, uh, the one in Juno. 
name uh, of the song cute. though. Is it all uh, I want is you or all I love is you, all I want is you? I can't. Is oh, it I think all it's I all I want is you. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know this story, Tom? No. Okay, Barry Lewis Polisar, he's a member of the Music Network, a great guy, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And he wrote this song. He does, he, he's been around for a long time doing children's music and kind of irreverent. You know, he'd, be, he'd write a song about poop or something like that. Yeah, he got banned. He got banned. He's yeah, been yeah, banned and he's a proud lot. Of it he's too. awesome. He's very proud of it. So he has this beautiful kind of a love song about All I Want Is You. And you've heard this song. You don't even know that you've heard it, but you have. And, and one day the guy, uh, Ivan Reitman, who was uh, producing, the movie Juno was looking for was it Ivan Reitman was that his name the guy who was producing Juno was looking for a song and he typed the name of the song into Google but he didn't know he had the name of the song that he wanted was wrong and he typed in all I want was you and he came up with Barry Lewis Polisar's song. He didn't know who Barry Lewis Polisar was. He listened to the song and he said, wow, I love this song. And he wound up putting it in his movie over the opening credits, and it just became a blockbuster movie. And here's Barry, who, like, has no idea any of this is going to happen. It's a complete accident, out of the sky, yes. right? Comes from God, yes. out of the sky. And now, yes. he, get, he told me the other day that he gets requests all the time for people to use that song. He, people are, he's not... People aren't getting sick of it, you know. And not on only that, Monty, but it, it's he's on a gone Monty on to commercial. It's on a whole bunch of different commercials if you yeah. hear it. If I were a flower and you were a bee, you know, I can't remember the whole, how it goes. I can't think right now. Do you guys know how it goes? Oh, yeah. I want you to be my, can you sing it? Can you guys sing it? Well, I couldn't by memory, but yeah, it's a singable, wonderful blah, song. Blah, blah, blah. I can't. But you know what else he told me? He said the best part about all this for him was when after Juno came out, was going on YouTube and seeing the hundreds of videos of kids in their dorm rooms playing their guitars and singing his song. Yep. And and he said he still has a hard time getting bookings, but he's earning a living off that one song that he wrote yep. that was it's discovered so cool. by pure kismet and and that's like what you said our songs are children and we put them out there and we never know what's going to happen with them and i think that's an awesome story from barry that's it is amazing mm-hmm. it is exactly and you know what's happening today is exemplifies everything i've struggled and struggled with this property for years and it's like well and i hear this with you know i've heard the same story with both Catherine and about certain projects they've worked on, and you, you, you say, well, I don't understand. I don't understand why and what or whatever. And then you start to understand that it absolutely has a life of its own, and it will go its way the way it is supposed to go. And you, all you can do is, like, for example, I hear that, well, start a radio show, and now look what happens. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just keep following following that path, following, listening to, that's why we, in Bean Town, we say, use your being, trust your heart. Follow your gut. Follow your <laughs> intuition. You know, and yep. follow that. That is the thing to follow. That little voice, that feeling, that passion, your heart. Trust your heart. And that's what will bring whatever it is to be wherever it's supposed to go. It's Because it's, it's we're all just human beings, huh? <laughs> exactly. Human beings doing human what... Beings. Yeah, but be... But, again, you know, the people, you know, I think a lot of people who don't understand the creative part of life get a little uncomfortable about what we talk about, but it's real. It is real. Yeah. There, is a, there is a force, an entity, whatever you want to call it, that is guiding you, and that will take you in the direction. But you have to go there. You have to do the work. And Judy yeah. needs the bean. 
Judy, what kind of bean? Well, like Enzo is a cannellini bean, and I'm a yeah. soybean. I'm a soybean, and Stephen is a snap bean. And what are you, Catherine? I'm a pinto bean. Pinto, so pinto you, bean, need to, right. you need to be a bean. So pick a I bean. I got to about be- this for a minute. What's yeah. that? Yeah, maybe be- Maybe because you're uh, from the coast of Maine, we could make you a navy bean. Ooh. <laughs> In the I navy. Like that. All right, I'll be a navy bean. <laughs> Does this mean I have to dress all in blue and white from now on? I like those little sailor caps. Can my bean wear a sailor, one of those sailor caps like in the Navy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Tom, well, do, we get, do, we get, do we get little toy figures um, of us? Yeah, they're coming, they're coming, ladies. I've been so busy with this show that I haven't had a ch- chance to go to the mailbox, but I'm going to get everybody's, I've got everybody's address. I'm going to get uh, Judy's. And absolutely, going to send you a great assortment of our characters, and you can put them all over your house. And you know, we uh, Paul the other day. Yeah, Paul the other day. Paul has been. Yeah, all these toys. Where do you see the toys? They're just we. The toys went as crazy as everything else we did. And um, and I I have great news that I've got a finally got a sponsor to put the mascot back on the streets in Boston. And we're handing out. Yeah, and handing out brochures to our show. That, oh, so, that's but, fantastic, but, Thomas. What I was thinking of is when this, and I'm not saying if, I'm saying when this show becomes this huge success, we need toy characters of the pinto bean and the navy bean and the soy bean and the cannellini bean uh, that oh. looks like Catherine and me yes. and Enzo. <laughs> and, and it's all doable. You know, and like, it's all doable. And, I don't know, something like that. Well, you know, that's we start with awesome. Well, what we start with? Crazy. Well, we start with illustrations, and then uh, you know we we do we get the images, and that'll be the first thing, and then we'll we'll, we'll transform them into, into uh, toys. I know the whole process now. I know exactly how to outsource it, et cetera. I'm, and I'm so thinking this is big. A, well, of course we all are. And hey, listen, yeah. we're going to shut you off. I think in three minutes. What a show! Oh, no. <laughs> I am. I am absolutely blown away. It was fabulous. We got everything in. We did the Cinco de Mayo. We did Fun's Christmas. And, you know, one of the songs I love that came out of this, and I love her too, is, and maybe someday she'll join us, Joni Leeds. I'm going to sign off with uh, Bandwagon. Is that okay? Yay, sure. Joni. All right, because we're all on the bandwagon. Bye. Yeah. Bye, hey, everybody. Bye. Have a you. great Saturday. Bye, oh, and Bye. Good to be with you. Thank you. Uh, yes, exactly. May the force be with you. God bless you guys. <laughs> Thanks so much. Here she is. Please. <laughs> one, two. One, two, three. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Well, I brought my voice today to get up, get up on it. Well, I'm gonna make some noise today. Get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. I brought my banjo today just to get up, get up on it. I can begin 
strumming all day just to get up, get up on it.